I think most podcasters, to be honest, have been sold a bill of goods whenever it comes to their podcast. They think that just by creating a podcast once a week and being consistent over the next how many months, they are going to be able to monetize it and make big money just from their podcast. And in my experience, that is a lie. I'll tell you all about it right after this. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler, and thank you for listening today. I'm going to give you a little bit of a dose of reality and sort of pull the curtains back, so to speak, on some of the, I don't want to say the myths, but some of the lies that people have been fed in order to start a podcast. And just going to call out some of that today and then talk about what it really takes to monetize your podcast and have significant income coming in through that channel. So in case you haven't met me yet, I am the founder and CEO of Team Podcast. We're a full-service podcast production company. Over the past three years, though, my mission has become to get as many podcasts monetized as possible. Now, that is not an easy task, partly because many podcasters are not there yet. And I put there yet in quotes with monetization. Many times it's not about their expertise level. It's not about their skill set. It's not about the quality of their show. It is about the mental piece that they have not been able to come to terms with. To put it bluntly, they're afraid to monetize their podcast. They're scared that if they try to do something to move their listeners to take action in such a way that they will give them money, open up their wallet, give them their credit card, that somehow they will end up offending someone, they will end up losing a listener, and my goodness, why do we not want to lose listeners that will never be customers anyway, right? So I'm here today to talk to you about what I think is just a bill of goods that many people have been sold with podcasting. Now, Many people come into podcasting feeling like the only way to monetize a podcast is through sponsors. And they start asking questions like, at what point do I have enough downloads that I can start pitching sponsors? And if I can pitch sponsors and I can bring in all this money from my podcast, then all I have to do is create content. And the reality is, for those of you that haven't monetized through sponsorships, It is a hard row to hoe. That's an old Southern saying. And if you ever had to work in a garden and hoe a garden row, you know what a tough row to hoe is. So it is very difficult, number one, to garner enough downloads to even have companies be interested in your platform. And then the flip side of that coin is if you have people interested in your platform, 
they are not generally willing to pay what you feel like access to your platform is worth. How about that? Once you get there, you find out the grass isn't all that green on the other side of sponsorships. You know, the best thing I can think of to compare it to, and and back in the days I spent, you know, 20-something years working in other people's businesses before I started my own. And I can remember... Every time I would start a new job, there's this euphoria, there's this honeymoon phase that you just think, this is the job I have been waiting for all my life. I am so thankful for this job. I am going to love getting up and coming to work and doing this. I can see myself doing this like this is going to be my last job until I retire. And then very quickly, within generally three weeks to a month, the facade starts to fade and some cracks begin to appear. And you find out there's this one coworker that's just living to make your life miserable. And there's this one manager that is just difficult to work with. And then things happen within the company and you begin to realize that you don't really mean as much to the company as the company means to you. And before you know it, the job that you thought was awesome and perfect and that you finally felt like a sense of relief about has turned into the same thing that you have been running from from every other job that you've had. And that is kind of what happens with sponsorships. People push, try to get downloads, try to grow their audience, try to do all these things. They spend hours building a media kit and a, they try to make themselves look attractive to sponsors that have the same target audience that they do. They spend hours reaching out. And the minute they get that little glimmer of hope, enough of a response that make them think, maybe this is it. Maybe I'm finally landing this sponsorship. Then they come back around to find that the sponsor only is going to pay them less than $100 per ad. And you think, well, how many ads then? If they're going to pay $100 per ad, how many ads can I have each month? How many ads can I have per episode? If I could get one of those to do $100 a month, then maybe I could get more than one sponsor to do $100 an episode. And you begin to do the math and you begin to realize that you need X amount of dollars, 5,000, 6,000, whatever your number is every single month in order for your podcast to be worthwhile, to be sustainable, to actually bring value back to your life. And once you do the math, you realize, just think about it, $100 an ad. And honestly, $100 an ad is assuming that you have a fairly large audience, like more than five to 10,000 a month. And you get $100 per ad, and then you realize you need $5,000 a month in ad revenue just to be able to make it worthwhile for your time. And then you realize 
that means I need 50 ad spots that I can get buyers for every single month. And maybe you've gotten one and they're willing to do one ad on each show each week. Okay, so now you've got four ads out of that 50 that are sold. Where are you going to find the other 46? And not just that. If you put 50 ads on four episodes a month. Let me just round it up and do the math for you. If you put 12, ep- 12 ads on each episode, that would give you 48 ads a month. Will any listeners stick around for 12 ads in a 45-minute episode? I don't think so. So understand that this sponsorship myth is not all it's cracked up to be. And if podcasters are working toward that, they really, really, really need to do the numbers. And some people might say, but Christy, I've seen numbers and they're paying $30 CPM for uh, ads. And that means that they can get $30 for every thousand and I have 10,000 downloads a month. So 30 times 10 is what? 300, right? So now you get $300 an an ad versus $100 an ad. It still takes a heck of a lot of those to equal the five or more thousand dollars that you might need a month in order to pay for all the costs associated with your podcast and to make it worthwhile for the time investment that you've made. And to be honest, if you haven't realized it right now, let me go ahead and put it out here. Your time and your effort and your energy that you are putting into your podcast are worth way more than that. They are. And I'm not saying this podcasting route is not an easy route to riches, because here's the thing about making money with your podcast. Very few people get to the point where they are completely monetizing through sponsorships. And if they are and they're able to make decent money, let me tell you the few things that they have in common. Number one. Most of them are approaching companies and getting ads themselves. Now, this is not easy to do because a lot of companies won't work with individual podcasters. Why would they work and make contracts with individual podcasters? And if they want to advertise on 50 podcasts, they now have to deal with 50 contracts and 50 podcasters. Those companies with those kind of ad budgets can just go to an agency and deal with one person who then puts their ad on 50 different shows, they get a 30, 40, 50% cut of that ad revenue. And now the podcaster is back down to $15 CPM, right? So understand this sponsorship thing. And I am not, I'm not saying don't ever get a sponsorship, but I'm just saying to hang every bit of hope for your podcast on sponsorship is a complete pile of steaming, you know what, okay? And there are some things that you have to think about. Now, to be honest, most podcasters are not experts at selling. And I really resonate with this because... I will say I am not an expert at selling. 
what I can be an expert in is really coming from a place of value. Like that's what I do. Like if I had my choice and I never, I could, I would never talk about money. I would never like, and this is kind of like old Christie, right? This, this is old Christie's paradigm. This is broke Christie's paradigm. Like I would never want to talk about money. And I wouldn't ever want to send an invoice to anybody. And I wouldn't ever want to tell anyone what I would actually charge for something. Because I knew the moment I I did that, then I would be inviting judgment about either my worth, the quality of my work, or I would be somehow like an indentured servant to that person that I may have actually charged what I was worth to. And so... That is broke Christie, old Christie. That is before Christie became unapologetic about sales. And I am working every day on honing my sales skills. But sales skills, you know, I've done a lot of sales jobs in my life. And boy, I can tell you back whenever I worked at the old, uh, the the telephone companies back in the day, long distance companies, and I managed teams and boy, we'd talk about overcoming objections and overcoming resistance and, you know, focusing on features and benefits and stuff like that. And I'm going to be honest with you, right now where we live, people are so overwhelmed with features. And let me give you an example. How many of you have bought a car within the past two or three years, and that car has more features on it that you don't even know how to use than the features on it you know how to use? I did the same thing. I've got a car that will park itself in parallel parking. Do I know how to use it? Yeah. Am I scared to even try it? To be honest, in a tight spot on a busy city street, yeah, I'm a little bit scared. Now, take me out to a wide open parking lot and I might need to experiment with it and do that, but I'm not willing to make that investment, right? Many of you are that same way with features and benefits. Like, I don't know all the things something will do and my learning curve to get there is too big for the amount of time I need for features and benefits, So that old way of selling doesn't even work anymore. And I will say this unequivocally right now. If all you want to do is interview people and all you want to do is put out one episode a month and then you want to be able to walk away and you don't want anyone to bother you in between those episodes and you don't want to make yourself available at all for anything else, then please walk away from podcasting because ultimately you're going to pod fade anyway. And I can just save you thousands of dollars by having you go ahead and stop now. Thousands of dollars and or hundreds of hours of your time by having you stop now before you went down the road any further, right? Just cut your losses and go. There are better ways you can spend your time. You could go speak in your local community once a week and actually, you know, get leads or do something, you know, networking wise that are going to lead to valuable partnerships. But if that's all you're wanting to do, and that's the only involvement you ever want from your podcast, put it down, walk away, don't let your ego get in the way, and just leave it alone. Because it's going to take a lot more than that, and it's going to take a lot more effort on your part to get it monetized. But here's the thing. In this day and age where we live, unless, and this is again my opinion, and I could be completely wrong. I don't think so, though. 
unless you are willing to build a community around what you are doing with your podcast and the people that are your ideal customers and ideal listeners from your podcast, then you will end up failing. People are tired of the hands-off, like take an online course. How many people, how many of us have paid, you know, anywhere from $297 to $1,000 for a course and never even finished it? Why is that? Because information alone is not enough to transform lives. Information alone is not enough to make raving fans of your audience. And let's be honest, there's nothing new under the sun, right? Ecclesiastes talks about that. There's nothing new under the sun. And so anything that is out there that's a system or a a framework or a tactic or whatever is probably something that you just learned from someone else. Because you know what? I'm investing in doing the same thing. I'm investing heavily in learning from people that are doing things and trying things and, and figuring it out so that they can better help me figure it out. And I'm going to be testing and doing some things so that I can help you figure it out, right? That's the way the transformation chain works. One person transforms their life, and then they in turn transform a few more. Maybe they transform two lives. And then those people that are transformed now transform three more lives. And we're in this one-to-many space. And the best way for you to begin earning money from your podcast is to build a community around your podcast, around your niche. Give those people a tribe. I'm looking for people who want to be six-figure podcasters. And you know what I'm also looking for? I'm also looking for people who want to be million-dollar podcasters and who unashamedly say, these are my goals and these are what I'm going to do. And I'm willing to become the person I need to be I'm willing to leave this old identity behind. I'm willing to leave broke Christy behind so that I can become impactful Christy and so that I can step into the role that I need to so that I can transform the lives of the people I care about. Because to be honest, to create content for a community, you have to care about that community. You have to probably identify as that community. And that's what I find with most podcasters. They are their ideal avatar. They've just made it a little further down the road and decided to step out and put themselves out there in a public way to make a podcast so that they can then lead other people to having a better life from their niche. And so when you really think about it, community-based movements are where it is going to be easiest for you to monetize your podcast. Please don't misunderstand what I'm telling you. A community can take a lot of forms. I'm not talking about a Facebook group, okay? I mean, don't get me wrong. Facebook is a tool that you can build into your community. I've done community-based things and challenges and things like that before, and Facebook is the most obvious tool to use for certain aspects of that because people are always there and people know how to use it. But it may be that your community is better served on Discord. It may be that your community is better served on a completely different network. 
Mighty Networks, Circle, what, whatever. These platforms are just tools for you to build your community. It might be that your community that you're building is in your local area and you actually get to meet with them face to face and build a movement in person. That's okay too. There are movements online that start out as a sort of top-down, open-to-any-nation type communities. And then they begin to get people within that community rise up and saying, could we do something locally? And then little branches begin to form. And little local groups, little chapters begin to form. These people use these communities to help solve their problems of the members of their community. So there is a pathway for you to make a lot of money with podcasting. And most people won't tell you that. Most people haven't done it. I've been spending the last several years figuring it out, and I'm getting ready to make some really big moves. I am. I'm going to go ahead and figure it out for you so that I can then show you what I'm doing and help you do it too. But here's the thing. You've got to be committed to building a transformational community within your niche. If you're not about transforming lives and you're not about people saying goodbye to their old persona that does not work for them anymore, fearful Christy didn't work for me anymore. Insecure Christy doesn't work for me anymore. She no longer serves me. Doesn't mean I'm trying to win a popularity contest. I don't need popularity. But one of the things you have to realize is that identity and the fears and the the scariness of all the putting yourself out there and being available for rejection and understanding that the internet and the online world is a brutal and sarcastic place where trolls hang out and everyone wants to criticize because that is easier than doing the work to transform their lives. And you know what? I'm interested in people and helping people with their podcasts that are willing to build a community around whatever they're doing and willing to put in the work to figure out what that community needs to transform themselves, to solve the problems that they're facing, to be able to live the life they want. I don't know how much you keep up with the news. I, over the last couple of years, have just really pared back. I would just say at one point in time, I was probably what you would consider a news junkie. And gradually over time, when politics and divisiveness and things like that began to dominate the news, I shifted my focus very much towards business type news. And that's mainly what I consume now. So if an economic report is coming out, I'm down for it. I'm going to listen to it. But all the other things I don't have time for. And all it does is make my blood pressure rise and it makes me unproductive. So I can't change it. I can't change the people involved. And all I can do is focus on what I need to do to make my world the place that I want to live in. Right. So the news 
broke just a few days ago whenever the some economic numbers were released record numbers of people are leaving their jobs it's not because they're getting unemployment it's not because you know they've they're financially independent but record number of people are leaving their jobs record numbers of people are discontent selling their soul to Sorry, guys, don't mean to use this euphemistically, but the man, because most of the time it is the working for the man, that you are just going to take it anymore in exchange for them throwing you a few bucks every single week. But them expecting you to sell out your entire soul, time, energy, off hours, family time, all of that walk away from for the sake of the company. But the minute the company can make a difference in your life, you know what they do? They buy back more stock so that their shareholders can get even even richer. They give the executives bonuses. <laughs> and I'm not, a, I'm not opposed. I'm a complete capitalist. I'm not opposed to executives making bonuses. But the the exponential difference between frontline worker pay and executive pay is at an all-time high. And I'm talking about thousands of percent, hundreds and thousands of percent more than what their average line workers make. And so there is this push to take back your life and to take back what you're boundaries are as far as building a family. I want you to think about this. What could you do? What could you do if your podcast took off and you, and I'm not talking about took off in terms of downloads, but I'm talking about took off in terms of the movement that you're wanting to create and the things that you created, you brought people in and you began to transform their lives very much like you probably transformed yours. What would happen If your podcast and this movement that you create could make more money than you ever thought in your wildest dreams. You see, we as podcasters have been told that there's no money in podcasting. We've been told that you have to put in three years of solid work and be consistent and put out content every single week. And somehow magically in three years, your podcast will automatically know that it's time to pay you. And somehow, from somewhere, some little magical podcast fairy is going to come down and sprinkle money dust around you. And then you are going to be one of the chosen ones that is going to be monetized. And I'm here to tell you that's a crock of crap. I try to keep my podcast clean. So um, if you ever meet me in person and something happens, I might let something fly. But I try to be clean on the show. But understand what I'm telling you is that you can make a tremendous amount of money and unapologetically so. Because here's the thing, if you don't value your time, and and I'll be honest with you, a long time podcaster that has been not valuing their time and afraid to sell, and even when I've offered to help them at a ridiculously low price for the amount of work that they were getting that I should have charged four or five or six times that amount for, 
said, no, that's too much. I can't do that. You know what that does to me? That tells me that that podcaster will never monetize because they don't think enough of themselves to do the work, to provide the value and accept and exchange. The kindest thing you can do to your community is offer them something that they can use to change their lives, that they can pay you for that will help change their lives. I've heard all the excuses. Christy, I'm not an expert, and I'm afraid that if I am acting in the role of an expert, somebody will sue me because I'm not a doctor. And so I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put myself out there as an expert. So they refuse to monetize. And then you know what happens on the back end of that? I have a lot of clients who are doctors. They're PhDs, they're MDs, they're all this other stuff. And you know what they do? Well, Christy, I really can't um, do too much on my podcast because um, I don't want the people that are listening to my show thinking that I'm a replacement for their doctor. And so I really can't offer that advice. Like all I can do is give them nice little anecdotal content and blah, blah, blah. So you see what I mean? That that excuse doesn't fly on either end of that, because there are some ways, like if we went through our lives and only did things that were safe bets that no one could ever sue us for, like number one, you would never own a home because God forbid that something could happen in your yard to somebody walking through and then they could sue you. You would never drive a car because what would happen if you made a mistake out there on the road? So gosh, somebody could sue you. You've got to get past these excuses in your head. And every podcaster I have seen that has failed to monetize is not because of the product they created. It's not because of the amount of knowledge that they had or they were lacking in knowledge in some way. It was because they could not get the part between their ears straight. And they weren't willing to do the deep work on themselves needed to say I am putting out a program. I'm completely leaned out and removed and unattached to the results from it. But I'm offering transformation. And if you are willing to take the offer, I am willing to work with you on the transformation and get you what you want. And then even making an irresistible offer that somebody can't refuse. You may say, yeah, but Christy, you don't understand. I've got all these insecurities. I've got this. I've got that. I've got the other. Listen, you don't even need to tell me about insecurities, right? I'm a middle-aged, pudgy, white, gay woman that doesn't fit in with all the bangly bracelet, hoopy earring, frosted hair, puffed up lips, and drawn on, tattooed on eyebrows, whatever, Right. And everyone I see in my niche that's making it looks like they probably had a previous life as a supermodel. Right. And here I am trying to step up and say, I can help you. My life, my physical form does not look like anything you want to emulate. There is nobody that says, gosh, if I could just get Christie's hairdo or gosh, if I could just have a body like Christie's. Nobody's going to say that. But you know what? I'm not here for that. Because I have some information for you. And because I can be a real representation of somebody that says, you know what? 
if you're short, that's okay. You can still make it online. If you weigh more than you want to, that's okay. You can make it online. If you offer transformation and you lead your community to that transformation. You know what? You don't have to be 22 years old and look like you've never aged before. I'm over 50 and haven't had a cosmetic procedure yet, although I could be accused of overplucking my eyebrows sometimes, right? So understand that there are tribes of people that I will be able to reach because I look like your neighbor next door. I look like your sister. I look like your cousin that you love to see every time you go on vacation once a year. Because those are real people. They're not supermodels. They're not people that walk around in fancy clothes all the time and never break a sweat. And they're real and everyday people. And people can look at me as an example and say, you know what? If everyday Christy, impactful Christy, can show up for her audience and get her happy butt on video, even though she might not have the best screen drop in the background, even though she's had a fashion don't with whatever she's wearing that day, even though her haircut got a little janky this last time, even though she's got more gray hair now than she ever has and she stopped coloring it. If I can show up and I can put out my content and I can help you transform and you can help your audience transform, there will be people that you can reach that other people can't. Not here to make this about looks, but I do put it out there because that is how so many people get judged. We judge so many people by it, but you know what? When you actually get down to real, like whenever you look at people's real emotions. I read a survey, it wasn't too long ago, but it was talking about women. And it was it was saying, women, would you rather, and it showed, you know, like two pictures of two men's like, would you rather this guy who's like the buff guy that goes to the gym every day and looks like he's, you know, just walked out of Mr. Muscle magazine. Would you rather be dating that guy? Or would you rather have this guy? And this is an average looking nice guy. Maybe a little more of a dad bod than normal, but he was approachable and he was snuggly and he was just what you needed. And most women chose the dad bod guy, right? Now, the magazines aren't going to choose him. (laughs) The YouTube channels aren't going to choose him. The advertisements that you see aren't going to put that guy as a stock image, Right. But you understand that people need something different than what's out there in the marketplace. And you and I have the opportunity to be that. We have the opportunity to say, here I am with all my flaws. I'm always surprised when I see someone that looks beautiful and looks like they're so well put together and they come out and they talk about mental health struggles that they've had. Or they come out and talk about some sort of trauma and or tragedy in their lives that they've overcome. And you would never expect that from seeing that person look so well put together. Are you ever surprised when you see marriages fall apart? Or you see 
people that you thought were happy with each other. And all of a sudden the next day, not the next day, but eventually they break up because they say they weren't really happy after all. Understand that what is on the outside and what you're putting out to your audience is going to draw people to you if you put it out there in an authentic way and you're real about where you've been, what your path has been. I can tell you, I know all about the insecure podcaster. I know all about that person that wants to undervalue themselves. I know all about that person that's afraid to stand in their pricing because they feel like their pricing might be too high. And I also can tell you that I have had to leave that person in the dust for the sake of everything that I wanted to be. And so the more I embrace the impactful Christy and the Christy that's not afraid to stand up to all the mansplaining I get online and the Facebook groups and everything else about why you have to put three years in as a podcaster in order to make money. That's BS. And if you want to make money faster than that, then stick around right here because I'm getting ready to make some big moves and announce some big things and it's going to change lives. And if you're with me, you'll find out about it. If you find someone else to follow along with or you find some other way to monetize your podcast, go do that, whatever. But if you're just here to put out content once a week and you're just here to create one interview a week and walk away from your podcast and never put any other time, effort or whatever into your audience, stop your podcast now and stop wasting your time because it will never turn in to anything that is going to in any way provide value to you that you've already provided to the world. Take that time, go to the animal shelter, pet some puppies, love on some people that need loving on, do whatever you need to do. You'll get more value out of that than putting out something into the world where you're just giving it once a week and you're not willing to build a community. If you want to make an impact with your people, and you want your people to follow you through the process of transformation, then you have to show them that path. And unfortunately, you can't build a relationship with people when you just see them in a limited format once a week. You've got to offer more. You've got to offer more ways for people to interact with you. You've got to offer more ways to guide people along because it's not about the information. It's not about the motivation, although people do need motivation afresh every morning because it runs out. And it's not even about the knowledge that you have or don't have. But what people need is accountability. And people need you to be in a relationship with them where you're guiding them and showing them how to do something. And it's going to be more hands-on than you ever thought. But you know what? If you get people the result they want, they will pay the price that you need that you, that you need to charge. Because if you transform people's lives, I think about people that transform, you know, through health and through diet and through fitness. And when you can take somebody and you can take them from a decrepit state where they're not healthy, they're not 
feeling good. They have low energy. They are letting life pass them by. And every day that goes by, their kids are getting closer to being out of the house. And they're missing precious time with their aging parents. And they're missing all these things because they're in a bad place health-wise. And you can transform them. There is not a price you can put on that. It is priceless. Doesn't mean people shouldn't pay for it, but it does mean that it should not matter what it costs because you can give them the transformation. So my message today is clear in case you haven't heard it yet. If you're going to be, let's just call it a weekend warrior podcasting, and you're only going to show up once a week to put out a show, your monetization path is going to be very, very slow and long and arduous, and you will probably never make more from your podcast than you've put into it. But if you're willing to go a little more, willing to go a little deeper, willing to go a little harder and build a community and invest and pour into your audience, because that is where we are, people are tired of unreachable people that they buy their programs from and never have a relationship with them. They're tired of that. They need somebody that's been through what they've been through and can guide them through it. And if you're willing to pour into community-based programs and build communities and tribes of people that are taking on your movement and making your niche a better one for the world, then podcasting is where you need to be. You'll hear more about that later. I've got a big announcement coming next week, uh, getting ready to do some big, big things. And uh, even as 2022 comes around, you guys, I'm telling you, if you wait and keep putting off monetizing your podcast, you're never going to do it. And if you don't know how, and you don't know what to do, hang tight, because I'm going to give you a way that you can take advantage of some of these extra things that are going to be out there, because um, I'm tired of playing on the sidelines. I'm tired of people getting sucked into podcasting, because they think somehow they're going to be able to put out a month's worth of podcasts and have sponsors. It's not going to happen unless you come with a large built-in following. And even then, if you've got that, you probably don't need a podcast just to reach them, right? All right, you guys, I hope this has been helpful for you. Stick around for next week's episode because I've got some big, exciting announcements coming, some things that are going to be uh, revolutionary for the industry, for changing our lives, my life, and your life. And uh, I can't wait to share them with you. So a lot going on behind the scenes here, but I hope you have an awesome day. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.